0: Cool. welcome back to another episode of rip through podcast this is episode 15 and i know it is because i checked double checked this morning and we are in a different venue today if you may see that awesome plant behind me it's fake but it's uh it's pretty cool we are bond university um sean tobin's home ground vantage today. Uh, yes. Welcome Sean. Actually welcome me. You welcome me.
1: Yeah no welcome Mitchell. Welcome to God's <laughs> Country. This is, uh, this is a uh, prestigious private university. Bond University shout out. Thank you for hosting us today. Very excited and you did the drive down there. I M1. did the drive.
0: The M1 man like props to you. You do that once a week. I got up at 6.30, got my coffee on the way and I was looking the other way coming to Brisbane and the traffic was hectic.
1: Uh, I'm not kidding Like if I If I don't leave by 5.30 I'm not getting there till 7.30 It's uh, a It's a commitment I want That's a professional bloke Like This is what we do man This this is the stories
0: you hear When you get drafted Like oh that man He used to get up at 5.30 Catch 14 trains to the ground And then get home Then do extras And then go look after 10 of his kids And then back to training Absolutely man That's a Sean Tobin story And walking into this Humongous university My first time on a uni um, Believe it or not I'm not the biggest scholar Going around But I did see a little statue At the front
1: You park near it?
0: Park near, yeah, the Sean Tobin yeah. um, Award of Excellence in the media. I didn't even know you worked here, to be honest. So that's actually pretty cool to <laughs> learn something every day, kids. No joke. Yeah. But uh, yeah, welcome yeah. to uh, episode fifteen. Might nah, <laughs> have well, got sidetracked a little bit, nah, but um, thank
1: you, thank you. No, it's good, and we've got a lot to talk about. Actually, there's a fair bit, uh, a fair bit happening around the league. What do you got for us, mate. Yeah, well, I suppose we we'd, we'd be remiss not to mention the weekend with with your performance. I mean, you guys yeah. seem to, I suppose, be really on the on the right path from where you want to be. I mean, is this kind of what you? forecast at the bye in terms of how you'd want to see the next few weeks play out
0: yeah well yeah it was actually and I don't mean the wins I just mean the
1: style of yeah play. yeah
0: no well we, at the start of the year we kind of um I guess we wanted to start the year well we, in terms of last two years win-loss ratio we've been like one and eleven um off the bat so we always get to the buy mid-year and then we really perform in the back half of the year because we do think we were a pretty fit team um I think we got the advantage up in up in sunny Queensland with a Humidity and the, the the heat training that we do up here, um, but we went to the buy and we're pretty happy where where we were at in terms of win loss ratio. But um, there's obviously a couple of games there we could have internally we thought we could have um, got over the line again. So in that sense that we could have, um, we take a lot of learnings out of a lot of our games, win or, win or loss. So we're all about improving every game and making sure that we improve as players and you know the coaching staff improve as well. So a lot of positives that come out of the first half of the year, but um, we really want to you know just Hit the back half like the way we did in the past couple of years as well.
1: What's been uh, the most wins that you've been a part of in a season?
0: I think 14. 14. 14 of the Blues yeah. in 2011 maybe. Yeah. Um, I think, And we finished fifth. Maybe, well maybe 14, 15. 15. Um, if we get Jazzy to pull that up on uh, 2011. Yeah,
1: 2011. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, and we do have I'm a... I'm going to shout someone as yeah, well. No, no, absolutely. We've got, we got Jazz Jasser here, uh, co-founder of Exclusive Insight, so he's mocking up our, uh, our little backdrops here. So yeah, 2011? 2011. 2011, I think 2011,
0: it was. Um, yeah, so we had a pretty good year. We played, I'm just going to say, either Essendon or Richmond in the final, beat them, and then we played West Coast Eagles over there, and we lost by th- probably two points, I think. We, yeah. were, we were beating him pretty convincingly in the first half, and they came back and... And Scored on a goal on the siren just before the siren, so um, yeah, that was 14 15. We finished fifth, so we didn't get a home final, but actually, that kind of leads into the next talking point. Um, yeah. we we both be the thing we both play the MCG, so a lot of talk around uh, the A4 grand final at the moment. Uh, it's pretty pretty crazy talk, but um, I think it gets brought up, especially the last couple of years, because the humongous contract that the MCG have,
1: yeah, so 38 pe- years, yeah, people probably. It's funny how this has obviously rolled up again in the last couple of weeks, but um, the, the deal was done in April 2018, so last year, yep. um, and it had been extended 38 years, so I think till 2068 from what I yeah. can remember. I'll be 68 um, years of
0: age when um, I'm watching Chance's son play in the grand final. It'll be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, so, it, I mean, obviously extended by um, yeah 38 years, and I suppose it's, it's really been put back on the agenda by Chris Scott on AFL 360 on Monday where... The, the discussion Which it always is When a team in that position In particularly Geelong Where they could finish On top of the ladder yeah. And not actually be given A home final a home final Now where do you sit on that Because obviously I understand the commercialities around The AFL And the venues And yeah. you know The capacity for GHM uh, Sorry the um, Geelong stadium is What is it GHMBA. GHMBA. I, I don't know It's the it. hardest ja- one to say yeah. Jazz to we need you to look That one up again <laughs> as well He's earning his money got, already We've got We've, we've picked a good Good day for this. G- GMHBA, I was stadium. right. Yeah, I was Absolutely. Right. So, obviously, the capacity is significantly less than yeah, the MCG. Yeah. But where do you sit on it? Where, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts?
0: Well, it's a money. It's a dollars and cents business. Like,
1: let's not dance around the
0: fact that the AFL are here to make money, and it's a billion dollar industry. So, it's kind of stupid not to have it at the MCG, which they just. I just. I don't know what they signed for, um dollars wise, but it's 38 year deal. Was pretty big. So
1: yeah. Came out of nowhere
0: Came too, out of nowhere know. So <laughs> I don't know Good on them They've obviously done a lot of work to that ground And made it It's a home of footy And you can't dance around that fact That it's been played there for. I think it's only been Missed twice in history maybe yeah. Like Waverley yeah. and somewhere else so. yeah. And as a player yeah. Where
1: would you want to be playing the, the grand final?
0: Well you want it at your home ground If it, if if you earned it Yeah So saying if um, you know, I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves All the people out there watching this Or 10 of you, super footy, super footy. <laughs> um, say if Brisbane made the grand final and we finished top of the ladder, you would expect to have it at your home ground, wouldn't you? Uh, That's just my yeah, understanding. Yeah, I mean, like, say yeah. you went, you clean sweep of the finals and you made you should be at the home ground. I think I'm all for the MCG because it's a home of footy and um, they've been doing it for a long time. There's been no complaints really about it, but yep. home finals should be home finals, uh, regardless of where you finish. Um, Say so if Geelong finish higher than the other team, they get a home final at our GHMBA Stadium. Yep, yep. your Park, just get that. Yeah, let's go, Kedinia. Um yep. But, yeah, obviously it's it's all about the capacities and stuff. Like, not every team's going to have the capacity to be able to do that. Um, GWS, you go to the home ground, couldn't have a grand final there. So I don't know how many that fits there. Yeah, and I, th- I think – Blacktown.
1: I think Blacktown, you're right, I think about 25,000 yeah. from, from memory. But, you know, if Gold Coast was to get a home final and yeah. they were to play Collingwood, I don't think that game's going to happen at Metricon Stadium. It will more than likely mm. be at the Gabba. Oh well, yeah, well, depending, on fin- yeah, well, I guess so. Yeah, so that's what that's
0: the kind of thing that you got to think about, like capa- capacity-wise. Like Adelaide Oval's fifty-three thousand, SCG's 46,000, forty-six, Optus is sixty thousand. Like MCG holds like hundred thousand, right? So, Great. so dollars and cents-wise, that's the smartest thing to do. And I understand why they would have it there, and it's a, it's an awesome ground to have. Like MCG is the best ground, but we only play there once or twice a year, so we get very um, fortunate to be able to play on that ground. But in saying that, home finals, you should be at your home ground. Um, grand final, I personally, I think leave it the, leave it at the um, MCG. That's just what it's been. I know there's a little bit of unfairness in there. Like Adelaide, I think in 2016 or 17, 17. they finished highest on the ladder and over Richmond anyway and it was played at MCG. And Richmond recently have won like, what, 20 out of 24 games there or something like that, crazy. So obviously there's an unfair advantage there, but that's just the way the game is. And I think you've got a a couple revolutionary ideas. You've had one about the origin, and now you've got one about the...
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, my my idea is, and you're right, we're probably one of the only sports in the AFL where the game is religiously played at the one venue every year.
0: And all the Victorians are going to get the back up because I'm a Tassie boy and always, like, the mainlanders are arrogant, like all mainlanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they're going to think that they want the... The game to be in Victoria, where that where, you know the game's pretty much born. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so they're going to want it there. So you're going to get backlash on this, regardless. But you just got to think about bigger picture. But what's your idea, mate? I want to hear it.
1: Well, my, my my view is there's no reason why the grand final has to be taken away from the MCG. I would just turn it into a grand final series and not a grand final match. Best of three. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because then if it's two Victorian teams, you've got Happy three days. three potential games at the G. Um, and if it's an interstate team like Adelaide, as you mentioned, then, you know, game one can be at the MCG and then game two can be at, you know, Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. Um, and the like better
0: team will prevail there. Like if it's if it's if Richmond, and they win two games in a row, then it's done and dusted. Don't yeah, worry about game three.
1: Absolutely. And we talk about it being a, an entertainment business and a money making business. Yeah. You can't tell me that that wouldn't be a more commercially driven um, concept than having the one day. I mean, we saw – I think the AFL might have made – I'm, I'm just throwing out figures here, but it was put to me that the AFL made an extra $20 million by having the grand final draw all those Oh, St Kilda
0: versus Collingwood? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was so – So imagine three of those potentially. I, I actually like that idea. Um, it gives – because you play the whole year, like there's so many games in the year. So I think it's 26 to make the grand final. Yeah. You can play amazing for twenty-five weeks and have one bad day and it's and it's Sayonara. Yeah. Whereas if you get like some players might, I guess, not turn up on the grand final, they might be overawed by the occasion. We spoke to Eddie Betts uh, last week and he's or two weeks ago and he spoke about how that week leading up to the grand final was this crazy hectic feelings. He had a lot of stuff to do, a lot of media, the um the parade, all that stuff kind of, you know, takes you by surprise and and you might not turn up on the day. Not saying Eddie didn't, because he's my yeah, boy. He, yeah. He played real. So, <laughs> but that could all be just the one week, and then the next week you're in the next city. Um. And they want to say if it is the international uh, inter interstate team, like a GWS or Gold Coast, they make the final grand final. Like having saturation in that state, that obviously helps their cause. Like they want to make it a you know a national sport and making sure that every state's getting a lick of the pie. Correct. Um. That that would change everything. Imagine Sydney having one of the SCG. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, They've been in every final series since I can remember.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, the, and they
0: used to be my, my team when I was growing up. So I would have definitely flown to Sydney to watch them play over there. And that's, that's, a, that's a win straight away, you'd think. Yeah. So yeah. I, think it, I think the advantage should be for – I actually like th- I like the three series. But as it, everyone's going to be like, oh, stop being so American. Uh, you're yeah. trying to change the game for the better. I don't think it works better. Like yeah. it's, a good, it's a good scenario to be in and it gives ch- teams a chance to redeem if they have a bad one game. And I loved watching the second game. And the Cinqueada won in Collingwood, and then obviously Collingwood pumped them in the second game. That's just yeah. the
1: way it should have been. You, you touch on as well, though. It does take out and eliminate the discussion of who was the best team mm. of that year because you could be the best team on the day. But look, at, look at Bulldogs and
0: Richmond, like their premiership years, like they weren't the best team, yeah. but they just they stormed home in the finals. Yeah, and correct. who knows if, if it had been a close first game and then you know, the, sec- the the team that was favourite come in the second game, win that, then it's the game three would be massive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, that's kind of why I think you could do it as a series. So my view is you do a Sunday, game one is a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, game two is the Friday night. Oh, and then and
0: the third if, is a Saturday.
1: And then if the third does happen, then you've got the Saturday. So you actually look at getting, the boxes
0: you're ticking: night game, Sunday game.
1: It's it's a it's a win for everyone. You can't tell me that <laughs> the AFL wouldn't be for this. I mean, this is just another golden nugget that we're putting forward here.
0: Bloody hell! I'm starting to think that we should be on the committee of something.
1: I'm uh, well. The people have been telling us that.
0: Well, so NBA they have they have a three or they have seven games, which is seven crazy. Games. We yep. couldn't do that because yeah. our, our sport's ridiculously harder than theirs yeah. and. They're a bunch of floppers and stuff, but and went to six games. Jazz is that yeah, yeah six, six games. Six in the in the Golden State Arena. Yeah, Oracle Stadium, where it's called. Um, NFL. What do you think about the way they do it? They have they just at the at the start of the year they choose a city that's going to be. Is that how it works? And yeah. they just. Like regardless of who's in it, that's where it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't mind that um, because it, it gives a chance to take the game on the road every year, and yeah. and the cities embrace it. I yeah. mean, the cities love it. It's so difficult to get a Super Bowl ticket because it's like an Olympics for yeah. them. Like they literally get to host the biggest, uh, one of the biggest um, you know, sports spectacles in the world. So, I and regardless,
0: d- millions of people are going to tune in.
1: Yeah, correct. I, I, my my view is, I just think I, I think there's a way to actually. Like we, we have to understand at times that fairness shouldn't get in the way of of commercial um, opportunities. Yeah. If there's a if you can strike a good balance, and yeah. I think I think a grand final series could work. I understand the traditionalists will say, oh, well, it's always been um, you know a grand final day. Rules change every year, old yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And, and years we've got to ago, start
0: adapting to the younger crowd now. Like, let's be honest, I, like they're gonna want to keep selling games and making it a spectacle because it, in my opinion, only because this is the way I watch it. Like, it is going downhill a little bit, and I guess. You see all the fans that are outraged recently with all the Gil McLaughlin sagas going on and all that kind of stuff. But you know, we, rule changes every year. I don't understand why we couldn't change the grand final. Like just there's two, two teams, they're going to, someone's going to win. Like it's not changing any stats or anything like
1: that. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, 30 years ago, yeah, you're right. We we had a grand final day, but we also didn't have two teams in South Australia and two teams in WA and two teams in Queensland. Exactly. So and no
0: teams in Tassie. Oh no, still. Yeah. Still no,
1: no, we're still it's still, it's still no, no team in Tassie. We're still campaigning for that. I did see that that got picked up by Nick Rewald. He uh he
0: put it out there. My boy yeah. Nick. Actually, I don't even know him. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but he's Tassie boy, so I'll claim that. He's actually rec- everyone thinks he's Queenslander, but he's Tassie. Is he
1: really? Oh, he's yeah. a Goldcoaster. He's a he's a Rewald. I'm pretty sure there's a Nick Rewald scholarship. Here at Bond University as well. For Shout real? out to Bond University, <laughs> yeah, and and Nick Rewald. If you just uh, tuned in, we
0: are at Bond University. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. No, but it is it is interesting, and I, I do like the debate. I think it's, I think it's worth the discussion for a final series. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's worth having the discussion.
0: If no one's talking about it, then it's not a thing. But I think fair fairness in the game is where it's got to be, and yeah. I, I I think that obviously Geelong play home final. It's got to be at their home ground. Um, in the grand final series, I think it needs to get spread around. Insane that if it's a three game series, then that's amazing. But if it's one game, I'll leave it at MCG for me. So, another one is um, we've been speaking about um, you know the game as a whole. Uh, Under 18s Carnival, there's a couple of games played today at Marvel Stadium. Yes. Um, we are chatting with Callum Toomey. Um, what's his role? Uh,
1: he is the draft expert for AFL.com. Yeah, he's, yeah. The,
0: he's the Mike Sheen, the younger version. Yeah. Um, probably correct. more handsome, brother yep. of the two.
1: And for those in the NBA, that follow the NBA very closely. He is the closest thing I think we have to Adrian Walshkin. Yeah. Him.
0: So we're just going to be talking to him about, um, obviously the carnival's coming up. It's coming to an end. The draft picks it And I'm going to say, like, there's no exposure for the under 18s at the moment. And coming up, the argument could be, you know, get some exposure from now. Can we have like a, a competition where they play a lot of curtain raises? I think there's been a couple of curtain raises this year, but yep. we could have them pretty regularly. Um, is there a, is there a space for that? Should there be more on Fox? Should they just get, like, I just think they need to be, Needs to be more commercialisation. Yeah. Oh, that's not even a word, but there yeah. needs to be not more commercialisation. Bang, yeah. it's a word. Yeah. yeah, that needs to be around um, the Anoadies and the yeah. up-and-coming players. Because I don't know anything about who's going in this draft. Like I've, I literally did like five minutes research this morning, and I saw yeah. like there's three players who are above head and shoulders above the rest yeah. of the, the crop. But I just think there needs to be a little bit more about that and what they're going to bring to the season next year. Because obviously, as a player, like. I love watching the NBA draft. Watch it like the other week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you probably saw like Zion's obviously going to go number one. And then mm-hmm. you saw AJ Barrett and those blokes, you know, who was going to go and they got lottery picks. Like it's so exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Our draft's a big snore, big snore fest. Wow. And it's pretty cringy. Yeah. Like when Whack. I watch it on TV. Yeah. Whack. Just, just uh, there's your headline.
1: Don't pull, don't pull any punches in. <laughs> no, nah, because
0: I've watched it a couple of times. I'm like, <sighs> still going? It, it's it, like, it's, it's hard because you're doing the better. They are doing yeah. better. When I got drafted, I was in my backyard watching the like pop up live on a. On a monitor Just yeah. watching like the draft Bang 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 and Then I like got a phone call So yeah. that's pretty much The way it is So I think the way They're doing it now Is a lot better Like at least you got Another avenues to do it And you get to know players And they do a lot of footage About you know, what, what they did In the other end. Carnival stats And all that kind of stuff That's a lot better But yep. I don't know man I just think it needs To be more exposure Let's jump into it Let's give them a call Right now Where's my
1: phone 100% Let's do it First phone call Yeah this is exciting It is actually We've had a lot of firsts In recent times We yeah, have haven't we
0: Mitch. All right, so we just yep. got uh, Cow Toomey on the phone. Um, I just had to ask you this real quick. Are you related to Wade Toomey? No, no I don't
2: think not. so. There's no. a few Toomeys that have played, the Collingwood Toomeys back in the 50s and 60s, but no, not related to Wade
0: either. Okay, Your shout former team, mate? Yeah, shout out Wade Toomey. He's a player <laughs> to play me. I think he's from WA as well, so <laughs> I'm just double checking. But no, thanks for joining us, mate, on the Rip Through a podcast. I was actually listening to. AFL Exchange on the way to Bond University. Um, we're here today. Um, I didn't mind it actually. I thought you guys uh, work pretty well. How long have that been going for? You like it? Yeah. I don't you mind like it. the show? I don't mind it. I That's think good, you guys work feedback. well with each other. I heard Mitch gets thrown around a lot. Mitch Cleary so that kind of puts me off a little bit. But I think I have to answer some of your questions <laughs> when you talk to him. But
1: I was I was saying this uh, to to Mitch just before Cow that your shoulders must get must get very sore carrying Mitch the oh. whole time.
2: Oh, you won't like that. <laughs> he won't like that at all. No, it's been good fun this year. We, uh, we sort of came together this year as, as three of us and sort of changed the show a little bit. So try and get a little bit of footy serious chat and a little bit of rubbish chat in there as well. So a bit yeah, of random as stuff. As we all, as so we all just do. Just, um,
0: um, and yeah. obviously we've got you on here because you are the next Mike Shifter Sheen. They've been grooming you for a couple of years now that um, you have another podcast called Road to the Draft. Um, how did this all begin, mate? You've been doing it for about seven to eight years now, apparently?
2: Yeah, about that. So in 2012 was the first year that I really took a, a big interest in the draft. That year I actually um, sort of was lucky enough to spend the whole championships with Big Metro just sort of inside and embedded and, and did a big story on how their carnival was going. And that year they won and a lot of good players come out of that year. Uh, you know Jack Bonney and uh, Joe Danaher were in that group. And, and the year below that, the bottom ages were Jack Dillings, Luke McDonald and, and Tom Boyd and there's Josh Kelly. So got so to know a lot of the guys that year and, and realised that you know every draft day has a different story and and every year would be a different set of faces to chat about and talk about. So that's where the interest grew, and and from them, yeah, really enjoyed uh, tracking the kids coming to the system. No, about I would, know, every every draft year, eight drafts. So a lot of the guys who playing AFL footy now, I've watched uh, for a long time. Yeah, that's,
0: yeah. that's what I was thinking. Is there been much exposure? Um, like, has it gone up, or as you reckon, there's a lot of uh, room to grow there in terms of um, the kids coming through, and I guess for the public to see who they're. Who the next players for the team's going to be? Is it is that it, it grown? Do you think over the time since you've been in this role?
2: I think the interest in it has grown, Mitch, but I'm not sure always that the sort of the telecasting and those that sort of things off the games has grown. I mean, this year we've probably seen a reduction in games that have been broadcast yeah. um, on on Fox Footy. I know today's games, the final two of the championships, will be on Fox, but off the carnival, three of them have been on Fox Footy, two have been on AFL. au, so five have gone sort of just. I'm missing, it's hard to catch those games unless you're actually there live. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'd be great to see that the ability for those games all to be broadcast because there is an appetite out there for them. I mean, I get a lot of tweets and a lot of fan reaction from people who really want to watch it and see these guys play. So, they've started to get to know the names by now. I think most people, you know, if, if you're interested in the draft and all that sort of stuff, would, would know most of the names that are playing in the championships, but not everyone has the ability to go and watch. So, yeah, I think there is certainly room to grow, but the interest is is there. I think a lot of people love love the fact that you know these guys are coming through a little with a little bit more profile now.
1: Yeah, Cal, we were just talking before about obviously in in the NBA. I think everyone knew Zion was going. Um, you know, number one months in advance, and I suppose in comparison to the AFL, you just don't have that same level of exposure. And I suppose on draft night, it 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 really does add another element because you do have a really good grasp on who these kids are, their stories, their backgrounds and, and how they actually got to, to where they are. So oh, I suppose, is that something you would like to see? And, and if so, how do you think we can actually get there?
2: Well, I mean, the broadcasting games is the big part of it. And that has stepped up this year, I must say, in Victoria. The, the NAB League app is uh, has become a really good sort of thing to, to watch footy on. And as they broadcast games live every week. You can follow the staff and you just have it in the palm of your hand. So it's a really easy way to follow the under-18 competition down here and, and also the there's different competitions that have been a part of that doing the broadcasting of those, those games. So that's where the, the impact really lies. I mean, you talk about the American sports, I'm a big American sport sort of guy, but <laughs> yeah. I do, do realise that um, you know the, the guys who are playing college footy and basketball and all the rest are broadcast on ESPN. So everyone knows how that plays, don't they? So before they get to draft time. So let's say last year at the AFL draft, if people had actually watched Liam Stocker play, they might have been a little bit more aware of why the Carlton Football Club made that trade, or, or maybe more against it. Who knows? We all love those reactions, don't we? In NFL, when you know a team takes a player, and the supporters are, are are really dirty that that sort of selection happened, and you know, the crowd pan shots, and they're all they're all fuming that they've got this player because they actually know and care about the player and, and have watched the player previously, so they have an emotional investment in it. Probably not that case, just yet at AFL level, apart from sort of a small selection of, of fans, but. That's where we want to get, and I think just the broadcast in more games so they can form their own opinion is a, a big part of that.
0: I guess that comes into play for a, a current player as well. When we're doing the opera preview um, midweek, we don't have too much on the younger players that are coming through. We have the obviously a uh, nab um, their stats from the nab carnival and stuff, and also if, yep. they, if they might have played the JLT, we might have a little bit of vision on them from there. But we don't have too much. Like they get put on the app with the with those stats and, and the way they play footy, but there's not too much out there. That's that's why I think as a player, um, it would be good to know a little bit more about it coming up through the draft and you can actually watch some of their footage on TV because, to be honest, I haven't seen much at all. I know we're mid-year and there's still a few, a few, uh, couple of months to go to the draft especially, but there's not much really that jumps out at me besides obviously the Road to the Draft podcast is probably the only thing I really see. But I do remember when I was playing Under-18s that it was on Fox footy every now and then and the National Carnival, I think, it's a... I guess it's it's pretty tight at the moment. I've got the allies now, and I think the best are kind of playing their best. But do you think, like, there should be curtain raises for these type of things, to are getting more exposure for those players and um, kind of getting them used to the big stage when they come to the AFL the first. You don't really have those, you know, the first year and the second year blues. They kind of understand the pressure of AFL football and what it's like to play in those situations. Do you think that could be something that they'd be looking at?
2: Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. I think uh, there has been a couple of those during this, this carnival, Vic Country and Vic Metro played a curtain raise a couple of weeks ago. And then on Friday, the two games at Geelong were obviously a little bit earlier than the Geelong Adelaide game so There was that night, but they were there. So there was an opportunity for fans to do that. But I agree with you. I, I think that if you did a curtain raises, certainly there'd be the opportunity for, for fans to go and watch a couple of games in a day and see these kids. And, and I remember when I was growing up watching curtain raising, how enjoyable it was to see those games. And even on grand final day, the TAC Cup Grand Final is always on in the morning. Yeah, this year
0: yeah.
2: and the past couple of years the, the Nab All Stars game will be on, on Grand Final Day, which is uh the under seventeens for next year. So they do a bit of a, a futures game bit of a on Grand Final morning. So yeah, a bit of a teaser. And last year in that teaser, uh, Matty Rao was best on ground and, and Noah Anderson played really well with Caleb Surong were uh, were all outstanding. So good form on that day seems seems to hold true. But yeah, I think that's certainly a, a step that they could take. In terms of the the match sort of analysis I'm sort of surprised in some ways that the the coaches wouldn't call upon recruiters in that sort of um, discussion because the recruiters at the club would know um, you know every prospect back and forth so I guess that's an opportunity where the recruiter's insight could be used down the track once the players have been picked at other clubs because they know their strengths and weaknesses and, and everything about them, basically.
0: Yeah, that's true. We we do we do call on our uh, Dom Ambrosio uh, every now and then, and uh, yeah. obviously we have our state yep. our state recruiters that are always keep an eye on the ball. But top three, you reckon it's going to be uh, Matty Rao. Everyone's talking about him about the the, the Rao Cup at the end of the year. That could be could be done. <laughs> and um, Noah Anderson, you talked about who do you, who, who's the top three you're shaping up to be?
2: Yeah, I think those two will be top two there. I think they're a bit ahead of the next crop, and, and Rao's a, a midfielder ready to play. I was asking yesterday actually, he was on. Uh, down in Melbourne for a media conference and spoke to him about, you know, the Gold Coast and the ability to go there and he's, he's sort of pretty open to it. So I think the Gold Coast will take him if they do end up with pick one, which is probably looking more and more likely by the week. Ooh, and, you heard
0: of you first. pick two. Kautumi's saying oh. the Gold Coast oh, finished geez. bottom. That's uh, it's hurting uh, that's, that's whole a whole mate over here. That's another first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and pick two, uh, you yeah, know, Anderson looks like a jetty. Those, those two are close, close, close mates. They're teammates, they're schoolmates. They've been best mates basically since year seven. So it's a great story, really. Yeah, six, three. Caleb wrong and uh, Hayden Younger probably fired it out for that one. I think Caleb Strong, a small uh, midfielder slash half forward, sort of Robbie Gray, Lockie Neal type of player. No, or uh, or maybe Hayden Young, who's a half back, a really attacking half back. So they have the names in contention for that spot.
0: Yeah, you hear about all these players getting likened to the superstars and stuff. But is there any players linked to uh, the style of Mitch Robinson? <laughs> 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 I'm going to put you on the spot. You here. know what, Mitch? Don't you, a, you, to, don't, to, you don't oh, have to my pocket, going. mate. No, no,
1: no. Go, go ahead, no. Go ahead, Cal. Oh, go ahead, Cal. You asked.
2: You asked. I'm happy to give you one. Um, <laughs> There's a guy called Brock Smith from Vic Country, and he's actually done some really tight checking great jobs on some quality players over the past couple of weeks in the championship. So there we go. shut down a yeah. couple of key players, and and I think that he's the type of player that would annoy you to play on. He'd uh, frustrate you. He'd be in your face. He'd be aggressive. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know who he that's sounds like a watch, legend, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, a maybe, story yeah, actually gonna uh, watch
0: A story actually, Lockie Neil was talking the other day about um getting drafted and stuff he was a bit of a slider. He said the Bulldogs yeah. came to him and said that we'll draft as a tagger and he's never been more um Flat about that in his life, he reckons that getting drafted as a tagger is a thing. He obviously had the high hopes for himself, being a top draft pick and um, being the ball winning machine he is now. But he reckons he's, the Bulldogs said will draft you purely on being a tagger. So I don't know how that's going to go for some players, if they like hearing that or not. But um, what's his name? What was that guy's name?
2: Brock Smith. Brock Smith, Brock I'm Smith. going yeah,
0: to give him a country. Shout out, Brock Smith. He's actually a very avid listener to the podcast. Yeah. He tunes in weekly. So um, I
1: think Chris Fagan <laughs> might be making some calls overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, actually, no, because then I'm out of a job, obviously. A young Mitch Robinson? God damn, look out. No, nah, perfect, mate. Really appreciate your time, Cal. I know it's um, very important uh, being down the AFL house now and doing your thing. Um, really appreciate it. Hopefully, we can get some more exposure out on the Under-18s and the future drafts coming up this, this year.
1: Um, the draft is when?
2: The draft is November twenty seven and twenty eighth, so a little while to go, but coming up quickly.
1: And I know, I know, I joked before, Cow about uh, Mitch Cleary, but you two are two of the best in the business, and the AFL Exchange podcast is very, very good. Mitch, you did say you listened to it on the way down. I here. did, I
0: did. I told you, I actually really liked it. Um, it flew well. Synergy was good. Um, and that's that's all I got for him. But uh, no worries, thanks for coming, on, mate. Really appreciate it. the first phone call that we've had on our podcast, by the way. So you've you've been a many, you've been a first for one of us.
2: Is he very happy, very happy to break new ground and no? Good attack.
0: <laughs> No worries. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Cal. All right. That was Cow Toomey. Um, good fella. One of the best in the business. Not related to Wade Toomey. No. So we no, found, that found that out pretty out. quick. Um, what do you think of that?
1: I think, um, oh, I mean, it goes without saying, I think him, Mitch Cleary yeah. um, are two of the best in the business and, yeah. and I think they're, they're both very good at what they do. I think he had some really good insights into how he can actually yeah. improve. Um, the <laughs> overall exposure for, for these upcoming draftees.
0: Yeah, I think good. He's, he do, I does a podcast with Nat Edwards, obviously, and they talk um, a lot more in depth about stuff. So you can head over to the website. There's no plug at all. just thought I'd give that because I'm actually interested and in, I'm doing a list management course soon. So that'd be yeah. something a little bit different. So I, No way. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, doing one okay. of the Brisbane lines, So that'd be pretty cool to get into. And you have a no post-footy. I just... It mm. just a little bit more knowledge, you know. Well, like we, ticking we, those boxes. We
1: both learned something new about each other today. Yeah, there
0: we go. So, yeah, uh, thanks, Cow Toomey, for coming on it's our first phone call.
1: Um, wrapping up, uh, what's, what's your plans for the week, mate? Uh, I'm not too sure yet. I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> How's I'm your
0: boy pre- going? Always touching Gary. Uh,
1: yeah, we, he gave us a call two minutes before we started. <laughs> he said he was going to sort of look up some talking points for us and – Lo and behold, uh, still waiting for that phone call to come through. But, uh, he uh, had to go to a line meeting. So he did. He did peak. have to go to a line meeting. He's so probably, probably uh, doing his thing. He'll give us a call a bit later. But no, the we're, we've got some some projects that were in the works now, so we're looking yep. forward to doing that. And uh, we've actually just announced a night with the Little Master, Gary Ablett, uh, Crown Melbourne, November. Oh, tickets well, there you go. Are you going to plug sale? it without telling yeah, me? Absolutely. Okay. I, oh, well, I wasn't How do you get to tickets for that? Uh, Ticketmaster.com, Crown Melbourne website, Um uh, November fifteen and November 16, uh, he will be doing a It's a like an interview on the show. stage. Correct. Are yeah. you interviewing him? Uh, no, I won't You're be not
0: famous enough yet. I'm
1: not I'm not at that level yet, but <sighs> uh, maybe we might both get a call up. Why can't we just it?
0: do like a live show before that?
1: Oh uh, well maybe maybe that might be a completely different okay, event okay. that we look at doing. Oh, but okay. uh, we'll look into it. But yeah, no, got tickets we'll on sale.
0: Yeah, we got that's that sounds
1: pretty fun. Yeah,
0: so hopefully getting my f- uh, free ticket in the mail soon, that'll be, sh- be coming right.
1: Oh, don't worry, mate, you'll be there, don't worry, we'll be, yeah, we we'll go, be working we the go. room as we always do, and this weekend, GWS, big game. Yeah, it is.
0: Um, is. They've been playing some exceptional footy, they had a tough loss on the weekend, I'll actually turn the, that game off in probably halfway through the fourth, I thought, yeah, they got it in the bag. Oh, wow. And then I'm in a group chat with a few of the boys, and they were like, Essendon, my God, and I was like, oh, what? So yeah, obviously yeah. they came back and won that game, so uh, we'll do an oppo preview tomorrow, and we'll go through a fair bit of that, but... um. Yeah, I'll be looking at. I think they're going to bring in uh, Lockie Whitfield, so uh, he'll be oh, unfortunately, he'll be, yeah, he'll be heavy on my be probably on my wing, I guess. Yeah. So I might have test his shoulder out. I think, but yeah. I think yeah, it's going to be a big game for us. Hopefully, we can get the win on the road. Um, you know, we've been focused on that a fair bit since the buy, and um, we're we're one and one, I guess. So yeah. one one from one game but looking forward to it. it's going to be a big one Um, I think actually funny Dylan Buckley hit me up so I think I'm going on his podcast on Friday oh, yes. so <laughs> he's coming to the hotel room so I think he, he got word of us teasing last um, didn't Eddie you say Berton. Eddie's off Eddie's not coming well oh, I said he well, got the next best thing which is Mitch Robbo so yeah. um, looking forward to that but yeah it's going to be a big game but uh, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes Spotify YouTube Facebook
1: Exclusive Insight.com Exclusive
0: com. <laughs> And Soundcloud And yeah. I'll probably put it on Instagram At some stage Just a few tweets and stuff
1: But 100% man keep, keep growing them numbers Shout out to Bond
0: University Shout out Sean Tobin's statue At the front of this place um, This is the Rip through a Podcast Mitch Robinson Thank you Jazzy Fizzle Fizzle, Fizzle for yeah. doing some stuff in the background yeah. on the screen Good man, we um, might bring him
1: back next week Yeah
0: we might, you can come back to my house yeah, Oh no we can't next week, the, well, we'll be back down here We might be back here Emma's, yeah. Emma's brother and kid's still there
1: so. ah, And we might have a special guest next week, we're just sort of working through oh, that now
0: Oh, should we say that or not? Uh, we, we can't drop it. the names? Oh, we He's the CEO of a big company He's the so we'll CEO of a very a big company field, so we'll,
1: we we'll, uh, we'll get back to you on that one Alright, peace out A-Town Sweet!